Hi, um, I want to thank um, Ellen, I believe. She uh, asked me to do service and speak, and I just cannot ever say no to service because I believe it helps me more <laughs> than, than it helps someone listening to me. Although my mission tonight when I share is that I reach someone that is new or suffering or someone that has been abstinent quite a few times, lost their abstinence, and just kind of given up. So my story is, and I've spoke many times on on this uh, meeting, so a lot of you have heard me speak. I always ask God to give me a different spin on what message uh, he he, she, my higher power would like me to deliver. First of all, I'm asking my higher power to have my two dogs not bark. So let's start by saying what it was like before. We won't spend too much time talking about what it was like before. We all got here because we have a problem with um, eating too much, um, eating till we purge, till we, you know, are sick to our stomach, and then going back and eating all over again. You know, you don't have to be grossly overweight. Um, You could be a a bulimic, uh, anorexic person. The thing is, we got a problem. We just can't eat food. Um, normal portions or we constantly are thinking about food and when we're going to get our hands on food. That was my story. I um, was born into a family of six girls and I was number five. And, uh, you know, I hear a lot of people say, oh, you know, I, I come from an Italian background, you know, and they'll say their culture, there was always food, food, food. Uh, I don't think any culture doesn't like food. So I won't say just because my background was Italian that we ate all the time. Everybody eats. It doesn't matter who, who what ethnicity you are, nationality you are. You know, people like food. Food is calming. Um, so what did food do to me? Out of six girls, me being number five, do you know I was the only, and I call myself a food addict because that's what, that was the thing that worked for me. Coming up Easter will be 18 years that I have had back-to-back abstinence, and I have not broke my abstinence, and I have not relapsed, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I relapsed three times in OA. And the three times I relapsed, I lost and gained 100 pounds three times until I went and gained 200 pounds. So that's insanity. You know, uh, they always say, and we've all heard that before, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And and so um, what I got up to on the scale was 355 pounds, and I weigh 135 now. So that's 220 pounds uh, I've been maintaining. It probably took me a good year and a half to release um, the weight. I came back into program about at, at um, 
well, I popped off at 355, but I came back in about 295. So, so to get from 295 down to 135 took me a good year and a half. I've got jeans and pants and tops in my closet that I bought 15 years ago, and I, I, I still wear them. Now, that's weird coming out of a food addict's person's mouth. What it was like was I was always into food. Um, you know, I had the allergy of the body. If something tastes really good, all I ever thought about was well, how was I going to get my hands on more? I stole food. I snuck food. I got in trouble for eating food. My mom having six girls and monitoring our food. Of course, I was the one always in trouble for stealing and hiding the food. Um, I went through high school at the weight I am now, 135 pounds, because my weight didn't really escalate to 350 until after I was 40 years old, 42, 42 years I was 42 when my weight took off to 350 pounds. Um, before that, uh, my top weight was 200, and it'd be interesting. I'd be watching Oprah when Oprah used to be on TV, and she had a show on obese people. And I'm telling you, they were like three, four, 500-pound people. And I compared myself to them. And I was trying to be abstinent at the time, and I was probably 190. And when I compared myself to them, I said, oh, I'm not as bad as them. Look at them. They're three, four, five hundred pounds. And, and then I would proceed to um, break my abstinence. To me, it was a diet. And OA was a support for my diet. So I wasn't about to crack open the big book. I wasn't about to do service. I wasn't about to sponsor anybody. It was very self-centered. I always had an agenda. You know, I, I, I've been married. Uh, this is my fourth time. And I've been married 21 years to a person that's not an addict. But in the other relationships, um, you know, I was with a heroin addict, an alcoholic, and then I had the third one was from the Middle East. He was right out of mom and dad's house, didn't know nothing about the Western uh, culture out here. And I wanted to do 180 degrees, 360 degrees turn in my life and stay away from drug addicts, stay away from alcoholics. None of my marriages worked, and my weight was the um, uh, the ulterior motive. You know, I have to lose weight so I can meet someone else. I, you know, I didn't want to be alone. So the weight never stayed off because there was always the non-accepting of understanding that there's an allergy to all of this. And once the allergy is triggered, then what happens is the obsession of the mind kicks in. I used to spend weekends reading magazines where they had food recipes because I was going to make that recipe that weekend. While normal people were out and about going places, I was, you know, making recipes. Oh, I'm going to make this. I'm going to make that. It's interesting enough that to this day, 
when I go and look back in food, um, what what was the food that, that made me big? It really doesn't matter. We There's some of us on the phone right now that are sugar addicts and, and some of us that like fat and salt. I can't say I was a sugar addict, although I did eat sugar, you know, like other, other normal people ate, but that didn't really call to me. Um, and, and interesting enough, I don't think I ever bought um, I think it's okay to mention foods. I never bought ice cream, never ate ice cream, never thought about ice cream. Ice cream was like on the bottom of my list. Um, but I liked recipes with gravies and sauces, and and I'm I'm a pretty good cook. Um, so and 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 salty things. I always like the salty things. Um, when I first came in program, it was when I was going on thirty years old. It was my thirtieth birthday, and I remember getting a job, and I remember I didn't last there. In fact, people are very prejudiced. Um, you know, the, 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 you get on, you hear the news and, and you hear about races and, and, and certain nationalities and how, how the world is just such a mess. Well, you know what? They forget to mention that the world is prejudiced against obesity and fat people. And if you're looking for a job, they're going to pick the, the, the thin person um, over you, maybe not every time, and maybe not every employer is like that. But I had it happen, and then when I lost my weight the first time in OA, I saw a um, employer of mine interview this woman that walked in. She must have been six feet tall, but she was a good three hundred or better. And after she left, I could hear them talk and laugh, and there was no way they were going to hire that person, and that. That's very bothering. You know, life isn't fair, and um, I don't want to go there. But what happened and what changed me to uh, be absent in 18 years? What, 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 what's going on? I had to change. If I wanted something different, I had to start doing things differently. So I started to stick around in the meetings, and when I got myself a sponsor this time around I did what she told me to do she said go to meetings I want to see you at meetings with me three four times a week I want you you know use your tools make your calls do your writing you know um, and then I joined a big book study and I haven't stopped a big book study in 18 years I can be in two different book, big book studies working a different step twice, twice, twice a week, you know. Um, you know, I, I have to ask myself, did I think about food the way Bill did? Did I eat the way Bill drank? And, and it's true. I did. I had to substitute the words in the big book and place it with food. And I, I had to really see what the, uh, the words on the pages were saying to me. And every time I read the big book, I get something out of it. But one thing I learned that really saved me and changed my life was being a sponsor. 
I have not stopped sponsoring in 18 years. And the sponsees don't know how much they help me by me trying to help them. They're really rescuing me. When I hear how hard it is for them to stay abstinent, when I hear they break their abstinent, one thing I also learned that um, changing my food, I don't mess with my food. All those times I broke my abstinence and gained 100 pounds three times, I gave myself permission because so-and-so in my meeting was eating this. Or so-and-so said it was okay to have this. I got a food plan that was given to me 18 years ago. I sometimes change my proteins and my vegetables, but I don't deter from it. Because I learned from my mistakes in the past by taking my own will back, I was edging towards a relapse every single time. So if I weigh... By the way, I do weigh and measure all my meals. There isn't anything I put in my mouth that I don't weigh and measure. I eat primarily at home. I think I get taken care of nutrition-wise best in my own kitchen. Um, My husband I'm married to now for 21 years is not a food addict. So one night I make him Italian food. One night I'll make him Chinese food. I don't take any bites. I don't take any licks. What keeps me abstinent is never forgetting steps one, two, and three, especially one. Am I powerless? I believe it to the bottom of my soul, to my toes. Um, I believe that as much as if you took a baby's hand and burned it on the stove, would that baby go back if she had first or second degree burns? No. And that's the way I look at picking up food. Will I be able to have a bite, a taste, a little of this because it's Easter, because it's Christmas, it's because I'm at a celebration of a retirement party? Can I get away with it? You might be able to get away with it once or twice, but are you going to be able to get away with it? No. And I'm convinced because I've tried it a million times to get away with eating things that that trigger me. So it's really important to me that I understand what my trigger foods are, and they change all the time. They change all the time. I usually eat everything I eat I enjoy, but they don't trigger me, and I don't give them much thought. If I have a bowl of cauliflower or a bowl of, uh, um, you know, uh, of beans, they don't call me and say, well, come back in the kitchen at 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock when everybody's in bed and get get yourself another bowl of beans or another bowl of cauliflower. Just a reminder, you have five minutes. Okay, thank you. Um, what else works is I've never stopped and walked away from meetings in the past. What happened was I'd lose the weight, hit the door, and I'd say, I'm sick of everybody. I'm sick of them reading the tools, the traditions. I can't hear anymore. I'm tired of it. I know enough to know that I can carry myself. And I'd look good, and people would give me compliments and everything. And I thought, well, you know what? I got this. I got this. Oh, my God. I never got it, 
that I had to gain and lose 100 pounds three times to understand. I don't get this. And the disease is progressing. Holy shit, I didn't think I was going to gain 200 pounds. That's insane. Um, At 160 pounds when I was 19, just got married to my husband. I ended up in the emergency room trying to commit suicide because I had went from 135, what I am now, up to 160 in a matter of maybe two months after being married. And that is crazy because if the if the nurse or the emergency people in the room would have said, you know what, you're 160, wait until you get to 355. I never, ever, ever thought I would be that enormous uh, number. Um, and I apologize if anybody's here listening to me that weighs a lot. You can do this, but you got to do something different to expect different results. And so if, if, if you, you know, haven't gone through the big book and you don't have a sponsor, then, then you're just spinning the wheel because you need to be accountable I know I have to be for my food. If I ever want to change a food or I have a question, I ask my sponsor. Um, so I guess to the newcomers, don't give up because I've been in program forever. And I have to say, it's very nice being able to get up off the floor or to be able to fit in, in a restaurant where you can sit in a booth and you don't worry about your stuff. It's very nice to wear the same clothes over and over. I would have to say that being abstinent is better than any food out there. Uh, being a normal weight and, and seeing myself in the mirror with a normal reflection. There is no food, no package out there that can beat the feeling you feel from being abstinent. I don't go to bed at night hating myself or beating myself up and saying, oh, I'm going to go on a diet tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. It's nice to be released from that. So, well, that's all I've got. Maybe I didn't spend too much time talking about how I was in the food, but I think I did. I I think I told you that, you know what, I always thought about food, always wanted food, and spent all my weekends making recipes. So I I was pretty bad. I was pretty bad. I was the the kid likely to succeed. I wasn't the one that was going to succeed, and yet today I shock a lot of people by still one day at a time, staying abstinent. Thank you for asking me to share, Ellen. Thank you, Becky, for sharing your experience, strength, and hope with us. Would you like to leave your contact information on the recording, or would you like me to stop the recording? No, I can leave it on the recording, 650-740-6039. I'm in Pacific Standard Time. You can text me and tell me if you want to call me uh, to text me first. Thank you. Thank you.